Duan Husson knows his culture inside out. He speaks three languages and is considered a leader in his community. But at age 12, he was kicked out of school. His story is similar to that of many other Indigenous kids who struggle to engage with an English-based education system, leaving them isolated and vulnerable. In My Blood It Runs is the latest offering from filmmaker Maya Newell. The film addresses two core issues, calls for First Nations-led education and the urgent need to raise the age of criminal responsibility. Joining me now are Carol Turner, Duane's grandmother, Alice Springs traditional owner Felicity Hayes and film advisor William Tilmouth. Carol, I might start with you and it would be good to just get a sense of where you grew up and, and what your upbringing was like. I grew up in Santa Teresa, it's a Catholic mission, 70 case at Alice Springs. We grew up in the Catholic mission. What about you, Felicity? What was what was your childhood like? Where did you grow up? Um, it's the same like Carol. Um, used to go to school at Santa Teresa, was born out there, got to school at Santa Teresa Catholic School, was taught in English, but on the weekends was our day, we used to go out bush for two days maybe, um, Saturday and Sunday we used to just go out bush and learn learn a lot of things, we used to go look for like yams and yalka, which is a little bush onions, and we used to go out look for rabbits and a big learning experience for us, but like we knew it, you know, and we'll try to teach our children that too. Now, your grandson, Dewan, can you tell us a little bit about him? He's the second child of my daughter, Megan, and I helped him through, through the journey that he went through. And I was so happy that I have chosen him and he wanted to be in the film himself. And he's learning, he's learning Aranda and Garawa, like his dad's side and his mum's side. But Dewan... He used to run away from home all the time when he was in Alice Springs. And we thought, I'll look for him and bring him home. Now, William, you worked as an advisor to the film. Why did you decide to get involved? I could see that it was uh, uh, something that I wished would happen to me when I was a child. As you know, I'm part of the stolen generation. Welfare stepped in and took me away, and I, I never did get to know my family never did get to know my language, never did get to know my country until I came back 18 years later. But by that time, um, I was already part of the system. Seeing Duan and and his family step in and make decisions for him to get away from the welfare system, to get away from the, the way that this town looks at their kids. They watch them, they wait for them to get in trouble. And then before you know it, they all in Dondale. And I was really happy to see the outcome and the way family stepped in and decided to take control themselves and to make it so that Duan was not a victim of the Dondale system. And do you recognise any similarities between your childhood and the experiences of Duan? Well, he was going down the same road that I went down until family stepped in and they took him that way instead of gone, they took him right instead of gone left and he, he ended up on the right road. And um, that's something that was not afforded uh, to my family. They never gave my family that choice. And one thing I noticed when I watched the film was just how comfortable Duan was on country, surrounded by his family and his culture. 
it must be heartbreaking to see him struggle, you know, at school, Carol. So what was what was that like when Dewan would have come home and said, you know, he doesn't like school or he's struggling at school? That must have been a heartbreaking moment for you. He used to come back to tell his mum. And mum used to tell me, mainstream is different how they teach in classrooms. You have to have somebody who speaks the language to, to tell them in language. This is what you have to do. And about all the things that he used to bring back from school, they, there should be somebody there to interpret for him at the school what, it, what the paper was all about, and what lessons that they're doing, and it doesn't, it, they don't explain it properly. Now, watching the film, you notice how when Dewan is on country, he's a free spirit, he's, he's happy, he's joyous, and then he gets to school and he's... He's lost, in a sense. Um, William, from your perspective, how can how can schools be made more engaging for Indigenous kids? Our kids are ready for school, but school is not ready for them. And to me, that tells, says everything, that the school is not going to adjust and, and cater for these kids. The school is stuck in a system that will forever and a day um, ostracize and alienate these children and make them feel like they don't belong because their school don't belong. And that's what Children's Ground is all about, is is making schools more culturally appropriate for kids so that they can grow up learning with their family around them, with their grandparents around them, and they see them every day and they, and they, they talk in their first language. They don't talk English, they talk in their first language. And then they try and uh, learn through uh, that system to get the foundation to build a stronger life. Assimilation just breaks up your foundation. It smashes your foundation. And what happens is you learn English, yeah, sure. But you end up asking, who the hell am I? Where do I belong? Where do I fit in? And if you don't have language and culture and identity, then you're going to find it hard to fit in anywhere. Felicity, from your perspective, what do you think schools can do to better better engage with Aboriginal kids? Education in the mainstream schools is to employ First Nations people to work with children. Me and Carol have been working in the schools for a long time. We have been interpreters for our children, telling our children what is wrong and what is good and what not to do if it's, if it's bad. So we was there to interpret for them all the time. We was there every day of our lives, mm. every morning till late afternoon. Now, for me, when watching the film, it's, it's such an uplifting, powerful documentary, but it does tackle two core issues. The first about education, which we've spoken about, but the second is the need to raise the age of criminal responsibility. Carol, just how bad is the, I guess, the the situation of Indigenous youth being put in prisons in the NT? There's a lot of kids that, and young men that was put into prison around Northern Territory and other states as well. So we are trying to go on, put the age up a bit, because it's not fair for little kids to be locked up and tea gassed inside the juvenile centre. We want to work so hard with our kids at, who is at risk now to talk to them about the issue 
of what's going to happen to them if they go into juvenile. Mm. And Carol, Duan seems to have such a great understanding of this and, and almost a fear of it in some respect. Where does he get that understanding from? I talk to my grandchildren about, about these issues that's happening around the place. I didn't want Duan to get into trouble. That's why I just, we have to, the family made a decision to take him to his dad where he's not running around with other kids around here. Yeah. Where he's got a st- other stronger family from his dad's side in Borolula. Borolula is a small town. It's not like a big like Alice Springs. The only thing they do is go fishing and learning of country as well. And William, do you see the solution to this problem is letting Aboriginal people live and learn on country? What this film is also about is that it gives the right for Aboriginal people to have a voice, to say, no, I don't want my child going down that road. I'm going to make a decision to make him go this way. And that's what the family did. They took control. They had agency. They said, no, we don't want him to get involved in that welfare system, that police system, that jail system. We're going to send him out this way. And if only governments listen to those sort of people, you'll find the answer will be a lot different. Now, Carol, two years ago, Dewan addressed the United Nations in Geneva, calling for an end to the incarceration of Indigenous youth. That must have been a really proud moment for you. I was really proud of him going over to to talk about the issues of young people going to jail in age of 10. Youngest ever. The youngest ever, yeah. And now it's been a while since um, filming of the documentary wrapped up. How is Duan doing now? Duan's still out of Barolula and he's with his dad's family. Nana's very strict with him. So was Grandpa. <laughs> And last question, and I'll ask all three of you, what do you hope the legacy of this documentary will be? And I'll start with you, William. I hope that the governments and the powers that be sit up and take notice that the solution is not Dondale. It is not jails. It is not oppressing people anymore. It's about allowing Aboriginal families to make the decisions and have choice. Let them choose. They know what's best for their kids, not some government system that, and some government person who sits back in their office and know nothing about those kids. They know nothing about them. So why should they sit back and dream up solutions when the family already knows what the solution is? You know, the government should get behind those families and support them in those solutions. And you will find less and less kids will fall foul of that uh, system that failed them and is still failing them today. It's, it's high time they listen and, and open their ears. And, and this includes not only our non-Indigenous people, but Indigenous people who sit there with power and prominence and position who think they know what's best for um, Aboriginal kids when they know nothing about them. There's a lot of people that that talk for Aboriginal people and uh, at the end of the day, they don't even know what the situation is like. 
to live in, in overcrowded conditions, conditions where sometimes your, your power fails, sometimes uh, you've got no running water or, or, you know, bills are hard to pay because you're on basic card. There's little or no food because, you know, you've got extended family. You've got to look after as well. They know nothing about that. You know, and the kids got to grow up in those environments. Uh, why doesn't government get behind and support those families? Hmm. You know, and then you'll have less kids in the system. What about you, Felicity? What do you hope audiences take away from this documentary when they watch it? There are voices there within amongst the um, Aboriginal people and, you know, it's about time they stood up and started listening to our voices. And it's for the sake of our kids. Our children are not going to be labelled as criminals when they grow up. I want our children to grow up to be simple First Nations children and be strong and be be uh, culturally aware of themselves and, like, um, be a family in this community, you know? That's what I want, that's what I want to see our children and get a good education both in in the in our in our languages and through the Western world. Mm. I want to read this article I just written. Yeah, for sure. It's about my story. That means my name is Carol. I live in Alice Springs. I'm from Saribo homeland. I am Arunda. Anuna Pachanana Mboraka, a portal, four and a half years. Young Angama, Anunila Arichaka. We have been making this film together for four years and a half, so I'm so excited to share it with everyone on, t- on TV. The film is important to me because we want to show the world, our young kids are mistreated in Australia and around the world. It is not fair European people and First Nation people should be treated equally. It shows the world that our culture and language is still strong. It shows that we need to be honest about our past and that Australia was not terrenalious to build a fair and just a future. I said in the film, we just want our kids to grow up learning both ways. I want Dewan and his brothers and sisters to grow up proud of themselves. I'm teaching Arunda at the language center at the school. Some of the Arunda students don't speak much Arunda. That, that's why I'm teaching at the school, so they can speak and understand Arunda. The students are learning Arunda are really proud that they are doing reading and writing in Arunda. Kala, that's it. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Speaking Out this evening. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for the opportunity. That's Carol Turner, Felicity Hayes and William Tilmouth. All three feature in the documentary In My Blood It Runs, which is available now on ABC iView.